Hey guys, Barney here with a little update. I want to give a quick thanks to AB Universe for sponsoring The Big Top. Taking over production responsibilities has been a huge undertaking, and I'm extremely grateful to have such a fantastic sponsor, whose products I have used for years and can personally vouch for. You can now use my promo code BIGTOP to get 10% off your order at abuniverse.com. That's abuniverse.com. Thanks again to ABU for sponsoring this podcast. Yo, Poop! And welcome to The Big Top. I am your host, Barney, and today I am joined by none other than Coach Beta porn actor, co-creator of Baloney, and host of Creamed, as well as an all-round sexy doof who I think is going to rope me into some hilarious shenanigans in the future. Uh, I'm going to start with a message from at Diaper Flynn, who says, Hey, just wanted to say how great the Big Top podcast is. As someone who is relatively new to DL, it's great to have a podcast that normalizes the kink and makes it seem less taboo. Thanks so much. That really means a lot, and I'm so glad the pod is having a positive impact. Uh, please send in your kinky stories to thebigtop.pod at gmail.com. That's thebigtop.pod at gmail.com. And rate and review if you get the chance. Uh, it really helps the podcast out. So without further ado, today the circus is in San Francisco, California. And I invite you to join me as we go under the big top. I was talking uh, last week with Draven Navarro and we were talking about like how kink personas are kind of like secret identities. Yeah. And I really like this idea of having your day job and then <laughs> having your night job. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so yeah, I mean, uh, so it is that I teach this fitness. I, I, I've been dancing my whole life, um, working as a choreographer. And I work with all the, you know, drag race girls and uh, here in San Francisco. Um, so I'm hired to do shows for them and, you know, go on tours and things like that with them. And then I teach this fitness class uh, based off my human name, Rory, Roryography. And uh, it's like a basically a callback to the Richard Simmons VHS tapes. I even wear the little short shorts and all that. And, you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's my bread and butter is like choreography, dancing, things like that. Um, doing shows for people and stuff. And that's like, well, I mean, I guess that's still sort of a night job, we'll call it my day job. But then, yeah, I mean, my whole life I've had this like itch to show off and, you know, uh, I've been go-go dancing forever. Um, and the timing was just never right. I was a corporate drone before um, and, you know, couldn't really pull out my dick on camera while I was doing <laughs> that. But then that ended, thank God. And now I just sort of like, um, stay afloat with this dancing and choreographing and having fun every day. And then it was just like, I got a call from, or an email, I should say from Pantheon only like four months ago, which is kind of blowing my mind. I guess, yeah, it was about four months ago. Pantheon hit me up and asked if I could come to Vegas to do a shoot. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. So I said yes to that. I went to Vegas. Fuck to yeah. And yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. And this was like, Four days heads up, which I guess was a good thing because otherwise I would have been like, you know, like I have to go to the gym for 12 hours every day before this to get ready and stuff. And this was just like, fuck, like I was like on the plane and was like, okay, this is happening. And uh, yeah, went and did two scenes for them back to back. And then like it was kind of a windfall immediately. I got lucky. It was the shoot with them. And then I shot for Guybone, like I think that weekend or something, like a few days later. And then was like, you know, 
well, I have this this phone. Let's uh, let's fuck these dudes in my in my neighborhood, <laughs> and, <laughs> and make and make grocery money off of that. You know, that's awesome. I mean, I I used to dance, and I it, it was a very different experience because I was training to be an actor, and I very quickly was like, I hate it here. I don't want to do this. No, no more. And I, I felt just, so oh, you much. Mean, like- Oh, like dance, like like dancing. I thought I, I was thinking you meant like go go dancing. Okay. No. Oh no, love go go dancing. No, okay, no, okay. no, no. That because uh, that's fun. Although it's it's kind of different here because we don't we don't do things for tips here. Oh. Yeah, you just work? get you just get paid a flat rate to to be there oh. because like we don't have a tipping culture. So like even oh. drag queens and stuff like nobody's holding out bills. You just get you get paid to do your. Right, right, right. Yo, man. Wait, so like people don't put their hands down your underwear with money and stuff? Yeah. That's all the fun. Well, just not with money. <laughs> Gosh. But I feel like that's kind of stressful because I, I can only imagine like drunk people holding money is very annoying because they want to like make you fucking monkey dance for it. And I'm that to me is just like, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. That, that, I don't like that idea. That, that rare rarely happens now. Um, I mean, God, I've been like, I mean, off and on. I've had like a couple of years that I've taken off, and so I'm like, what am I? I'm, I'm going to be 42 in a couple of weeks. So Jesus, I think I've been go-go dancing for like about a lot of years, like 15 years or something. The way you Maybe. refer to yourself as an old dad, 42 yeah. is not old. <laughs> Come on. No, I mean, I, I love it. Like, bring it on. When I'm called daddy, like, yes, by all means, let's go. But, um, yeah, it's been about, like, Jesus, like 15 years. And, you know, you get those monkey dance people. But uh, and, and when I was younger, in a way, it used to be a thing where it was like, oh, God, you know, like, I, I would let it get to me. But now I'm just like, you're an asshole. I don't care, whatever. Yeah. Like, you're just giving my dollar go away. And you get people sometimes that are like, you know, they're like, good for you good for you and i'm like yeah you know what it is good for me like, yeah it I'm is like, also what is that supposed to mean <laughs> i know that's the thing i'm just like i'm having a great fucking time up here and it's like i wonder um, the thing is i'm sure that you know they they live in a nicer place than me and they have a lot more money in the bank but i'm just like if you're uh-huh. gonna be if you're out in public and like for someone that's trying to bring you joy if you're behaving that way like hey, you know what it is good for me keep going buddy like I'm yeah fine. it is also it feel that feels very much like the energy of like um you know you're so brave. And it's like, yeah. uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> right. Right. I, like, right, right. That, it's like, I'm up, I'm up here in a thong and it's like, Oh good. I look like uh Charlize Theron and monster. I'm brave. <laughs> Great. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So what then was your like first kink? Because I yeah. get a lot of like, you were saying like you, you love those daddy vibes. Mm. I get a lot of the, bullying loser like you know dynamic kind of thing was that kind of in your head early on yeah i mean the the bullying stuff kind of came later um but the daddy thing you know there's a specific uh, this is actually a good story this is a good story so um i rented so i grew up in philadelphia um Mm. And Philadelphia is very much, and it still is, it's very much like um, Twinkie, Young. Um, we, have, we have a, uh, in America, there's the clothing store Aeropostale or like, you know, Abercrombie and Finch. It's very like, you know, washboard abs. If you're 24, you're old. It was like, I mean, it was like that when, at least when I lived there, I'm, sh- I'm sure it's like developed a little bit, but um, so anyway, I grew up there and it was very much like I had abs and was like, you know, this little Twinkie boy and was like in my prime and, uh, I rented the, the so I'm going to, I am going to prove how old I am. I rented a VHS 
porno tape from, from the video store. I went through the creaky doors wow. and uh, popped the VHS tape into the VCR to like get down to business. And it was like, wait, what the fuck is this? And it was the wrong movie. And it was like some actually full circle. It was a Pantheon hot older male video, which was the studio I did my first shoot with ever. So it's like, you know, full circle here. But it was a hot older male video. And it was these two guys with like silver hair and like silver chest hair. And immediately in my head, like I saw these two dudes and I was like, you know, wait a minute, this is the wrong movie. These guys are old. Like these guys are like, these guys look like they're like 45, you know? Oh my God. <laughs> and then like, you know, got a, yeah, exactly. And I got, but I got like a, a and then I was like, wait, I have a Woody and this is really hot. And, um, mm -hmm. all right. Like, you know, Pantheon don't come for me because I showed you my hole now. But so I like bootlegged that VHS tape and wore it out and like wanked gallons of come to this scene and it kind of shaped me and that was what kind of unlocked this like daddy thing and i was like whoa like what's going on wait um, hang on hang on hang on yeah, yeah how old are we at this point this was i had to be like 20 20 20 okay 21. okay yeah. Okay. This is a little while ago. This is about 20 years ago. Yeah. So did you have that? Because I, I guess my, my whole relationship to sexuality is so like kink. It was kink or nothing. It, like mm. what I wasn't ever interested in, like, because I, I wanted to ask what the video you were, you meant to buy was. Um, it was, I mean, it had, it was some probably vanilla ass, like, you know, Bellamy, wow. Twink. Twink, Speedo, which, you know, now that I'm becoming an old perv, I'm like, yeah, I'm down with that. Whatever. <laughs> let's go. Um, but yeah, no, it was something super vanilla. Like, and, and even, okay, this was pre, I mean, this had to be, this was the dawn of the internet stuff where it would still take like, you know, you know, there were no iPhones, like there was no accessibility to this stuff. It was like, if you wanted porn, basically, like you had to go through the creaky doors. Like you had to walk up right. to the guy at the register, you know, and they would be like, oh, um, you know, Gangbang Cafe 5 was returned late. You owe a late fee, you know, like it, that happened. <laughs> that happened. So it was like, you know, you had to like have some, I, I remember, I remember going into gay bars and just being like not having the phone to rely on. And like, if you went to like cruise, it was just like, you had to make eye contact, you know, like you had to have some balls and you had to like right. engage with people and, you know. The, yeah, the, that does, that, that does take balls. I mean, like, yeah. Even just to go and buy the thing, I imagine if you know you're you're young and it just the just the idea of going perusing stuff at the <laughs> the porno store, picking something out, and then showing it to the person so they can ring it up, like yeah, that. Yeah. I'm sure for a lot of people was even too. too oh scary my god, to yeah, it was like I mean I miss it now, but it's like it it shapes you, you know. And the, the and the cool thing was too, like for real, like there literally were like creaky doors that you walked through. Uh -huh. And you would go back there and there was like the gay section and the straight section and you would go in there and it was like, it was hot, but I was, I was too much of a wuss because I was a kid. I was terrified. So like I, I would, uh, to do anything, but there would be men back there and it was sleazy, you know, like it was cruisy uh -huh. and stuff, but I was, this was before prep. This was like, you know, um, and I was just so young and I was super naive and I was shy and like, you know, so I wouldn't make eye contact with people and stuff. But now I think back on it and it was like, it was fucking hot. It was awesome. <laughs> Um, and I, and I miss that. I really do. Cause now it's like the whole world, you know, it's like you just, you type in like, you know, traffic cone porn and there it is. Um, but, well, but you know, back then it was like, you had to hunt things down. Yeah. True. Not clown porn though. I don't know why the fuck that still is, but we're working on it. We're yeah, working on it. You know, I have to introduce, so, so I, I work, uh, another thing that I do, a, a big bread and butter thing is I have a show called baloney here in San Francisco. And, uh, 
So we call it San Francisco's Gay All Male Review. So it's a comedic strip show that happens. And all these guys are like different body types and ages and all over the place, but they're all funny as shit. Oh it's God. super fucking funny. And so I choreograph these dance numbers and it's kind of, I describe it sort of like a Carol Burnett show, but in like, but with boners. And what happens is we're at this beautiful theater called Oasis that has like red, um, red velvet curtains and a proscenium, like the works an old school theater. And oh, when we, wow. we have a host, so it's kind of vaudeville, but the curtain will close. And if you're in the audience, when the curtain opens, like you might be in a doctor's office and there's like a turn your head and cough scene, or we have a really uh, famous number that we do where it's like the a guy sitting at home alone. He's like on his phone and eating a burrito, hanging out. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden you hear like the, like the grinder app, app sound happen. And this voice is like, I'll be over in five. And the guy like, has a burrito and it's like fuck and like has to like there's this like crazy clowning like you know it is it's like a clown number where this guy's like cleaning out and like um we we shoot water all over the crowd so people think there's like ass water flying on them (laughs) (laughs) so so yeah this show so baloney is another big thing that i do quarterly we have another show coming up in april actually oh you'll love this and um for for my gays in the know out there so we always try to like um take the piss out of like current gay things going on like breaking gay news so there will be i don't want to give too much away but there will be a tribute of sorts to the guy that shit in the pool in puerto vallarta you heard about this right no i've not heard about it. Oh, okay what? so yes this is breaking this was breaking gay news that <laughs> at, a, at a um circuit party recently in puerto vallarta you know there was like millions of gays in a pool and um someone someone had an accident <laughs> <laughs> like and shit in this pool so it was this big disaster and like i know <laughs> i know a couple of people that were there so we're going so like it's things like that that happen that are like that are like <laughs> that that are gold for us so we're going to do a of number of like, and we have guys, like, guys you guys are all funny as shit but like you know some of them are personal trainers and stuff so they have like those kind of bodies so we're going to do a number where it's like you know the guys in the big obnoxious sunglasses and the speedos that are like uh-huh. yeah the circuit party and then of course one of them will turn around and he'll probably have pudding all over his ass and it's like you know people run from the pool so so whenever like a gay like trash disaster like that happens we we uh we take an oh like the uh the kid that got fucked in the senate hearing room you know the kid that made oh i did hear about that yeah Yeah. that that made our last show too so it's like anytime you know there's some like uh, gay uh, disaster in the news. We we will take it on. So we're like a Saturday Night Live of sorts, but you know, in in uh, banana hammocks. This is like my whole vibe: vaudeville, like burlesque comedy, cabaret dance, and like yeah. it being stupid and funny. Because like my whole thing is like this is only supposed to be fun. Sex should be fun. So why yeah. why not just like be silly with it? So I love anything that takes stuff like that it makes it silly i am also like really interested in this story like how did that happen how did that person did it do did, did people know who it was or did it, something just sort of flow by or like what? that's that's the whole thing so i was talking to somebody last night last night i was a stripper for a, a bachelor party last night and we got into this in, in-depth conversation where because this came up and people were saying like was it a matter of like too much douching or like what what happened so i think that you know we're, we're still tabling what we'll do with with our scene for that but uh we'll see but but um the the, the uh, instigator has not stepped forward surprisingly so we'll say i mean 
I mean, <laughs> who would? <laughs> like, who would? Wait, so where is that? That's uh, that's Mexico, isn't it? Uh, yes, in Puerto Vallarta. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Fuck, so, uh, that's hilarious. Puerto Vallarta, yes. And um, uh, funny enough, speaking of day jobs, I, while that while that event was happening, it was for Beef Dip, which is like a, a big um, gathering for like big hairy bears and stuff. Which I would Beef Dip. I would fucking love to go to that, but uh, I couldn't go because through my dance class, like the fitness and wellness stuff that I was doing, I was actually in Mexico nearby, but I was at a health and wellness spa teaching my my class um to like to rich um to rich like you know like people that needed an escape from their jobs and stuff so so i did i i didn't get to be in the pool when the guy took a dump unfortunately i was like doing yoga nearby (laughs) (laughs) amazing okay you sort of mentioned that that cruisy vibe and i wanted because that's also i mean it's not a bygone era but it's like uh it was a it was it, it, it's it's changed a lot, right? Because that's just not. I like. I I remember somebody trying to explain to me just um, the hanky coat because I got my first pup hood a few years ago, and I was like, well, you know, I mean, dogs are brown, so I'll get a brown one. And a yeah. few people were like, oh, a brown puppy. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Why? What is? What is that? Why do people keep saying that? Now I know. Uh, right. I'd be in right. good favor with the guy <laughs> sitting in the pool. They're gonna think it's you. They're gonna be like, wait, why do you have a? <laughs> <laughs> Why yeah, do you have a brown look. hood and you kind of smell? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't know. Like, maybe I'm kind of a. I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of a boomer in this way, but I've never gotten the cruisy vibe. I've never mm. gotten into the like. I'm very much like I only want to have sex with you if I also want to have pizza with you and like you know right. chill. So right, right. right. But is that a big that. thing for you? The kind of like seedier. Yeah, I mean, I I do love it. Um, I I do. I I miss it in a way. And like, I try. We try to pay tribute to things like that in our show because a lot of our audience members are years older than I am. Even like, you know, a lot of the people that oh, come God. are like, you know, I know. Oh no, oh, please, <laughs> you, please. I made my debut on HotOlderMail.com, and I didn't think the guy was old enough. So, <laughs> hot <laughs> older male. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, love HotOlderMail.com. Hot and actually, if you. Names. If you look, um, I, the first scene I ever shot was with a, a lovely fellow named August Alexander. And this is my first day on the job ever. And they told me that I would be topping. But, you know, they said with porn, you never know. So uh-huh. just show up. Um, just, you know, show up and just be ready for anything. Because if you're versatile, and I'll just be ready. Because you never know what will happen on set. So I was like, oh, okay. So I'm ready to top. But I, you know, was prepped just in case. And then August walked in. He was just like, I'm not, I'm not bottoming today. You're going to bottom. And I was like, okay. And everybody do yourself a favor and look up, look up his dick. And that was my first day on the job ever. It was, uh, what's the name? It was August Alexander. He was, he was, uh, he was lovely and he was, he took it easy on me, but dear God, (laughs) I was, uh, I was, I was talking to Jesus that whole day. It was, it's it's a big dick. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, so that was my first day on the job. But you know, what was interesting was talking about the, the, the cruisiness or like the business aspect of it. Like, you know, with phones, like shooting content, it's very much like, oh, you might have a buddy or someone, you know, holding a phone for you. And there's a couple of people in the room or whatever, but uh, this was business. And I actually mm-hmm. really, I kind of got, it kind of really turned me on in a way because it was very much like, um, a, like a, a legit film shoot. This was like studio lights and um, people were 
in the room, there was someone for wardrobe and then it was like, oh, like there was a dialogue scene. So I actually now have great um, sympathy and understanding for like those old Steve Rambo scenes and stuff that are making the rounds where it's like, you know, like terrible dialogue and these guys are not actors and I'm not an actor per se, but I can, you know, lie believably and stuff. But I had some lines in this scene and it was, it was nerve wracking because I was like, oh, fuck, I don't want to be on YouTube and these like terrible porno acting. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I to me that's so endearing. I love I love stuff like that, and I actually think that would be so much fun to do. Like oh, really God, bad yeah. cheesy lines. I don't know. Absolutely. I, you would love this. Then when you make it to San Francisco, come to my show because we we have a portion of the night that we do called the Baloney Casting House, where <laughs> let's just say like I would grab you. Um, and bring you backstage and you run there's a, a script a printed script and you and someone else like run lines once you have about a minute and while that's happening backstage you don't get to see this but the audience watches like an old steve rambo scene or some ter- some scene of terrible dialogue you know the last uh-huh. one was um a scene where like um rudolph rudolph because it was around december rudolph goes on strike and he doesn't want to work for santa anymore and he's like, I want you, I, I don't want to deliver packages. I want your package and grabs his dick, you know, it's this and really bizarre scene. So the audience watched that Rudolph scene. And I know exactly the scene you're talking about Yeah, because a red nose is involved. So of course I managed to find it. Because, yeah. It's like, why do you think this is blinking? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Why do you, why do you think my blinking. fucking nose is blinking? Yeah. yeah. So that scene happens. And I actually know him, Wesley Woods. He's a lovely guy. He's amazing. He's a really cool guy. But um, there's a bit where he says, yeah, touch the nose. And I was like, ugh. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. See, oh my God. I love this shit. But yeah, anyway, so then yeah, we bring the audience member back out behind the curtain and then it rips open and they do the scene and you'll love it. I mean, we, we had a red nose for, for, for the uh, contestant back there, baby. You would have loved it. Christopher Weston did it. The big kink daddy. I pulled him up and he, uh, so I'll find the pictures of him in the nose. You'll die. Oh, I think he, I think he sent me. He sent me one, but I yeah, yeah if yeah. there's more I want to <laughs> yes, please, yeah. I should have made him wear a, a nose when I smashed cake all over his Yes, you absolutely should have. <laughs> I think that was his first uh gun scene ever. It was his first like food place scene. Oh ever. really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and he was, surprises me. Yeah, no, I've known him for years. He's 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 the sweetest guy. He's amazing. Um, but I had to admit to him afterwards, I was like, that was the that was the first and probably only scene ever where I was kind of nervous. I was nervous with him. He made me nervous. And and I and I've known him as a friend forever, but there was something like, even though he was like sitting on cakes for me and I was like smashing his face and like, you know, like he was sucking my dick. There was something he has this very he's super charismatic and kind of has this like um he's just got the true daddy thing going on. And mm, I was just yeah. like, away. it was the only time ever. Like I've smashed so many fucking people with pies. And, uh, and he was the first time ever where it was sort of like, like, you know, like he, he, my hands were a little shaky. You don't want to pie dad just in case you get in trouble. Yeah. Cause I was, it was like the, the, the dynamic there in real life uh, to me, he calls me daddy, but the, 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 the dynamic there is very much like, you know, he's the boss. Like let's mm. be real. So it was, it was sort of like, and also too beforehand, he was like, no, no, we don't mean, we, don't, my, you know, my place is fine. Like, I don't care. We don't, we don't need tarps. And I was like, I really, let me just bring them. Let me just bring them. And then mm. it was there. He was like, I really don't care. Like the floor. And I was like, so let's just, let's lay them out just in case. And then afterwards he was like, thank fucking God. Cause the, the shit was everywhere. It was all yeah. Yeah. And also like I've, I've done food stuff. I mean, you miss like a bit of it or it gets stuck in a floorboard or, or it, like that thing is going to smell so quickly. Yes. And it's just like, ugh. 
Yes, yes. Speaking this is of, why I do uh, shaving foam. Yeah, there we go. You know what? Funny enough, yeah, somebody recently was saying, because that looks so good. And on stage, mm. um, people for the for bologna, somebody was like, we should use shaving foam because it looks better. But there's so much stuff that we do that's like consuming. Like, mm-hmm. So, you know, so we have to stick with the whipped cream because there's a lot of eating. And like, you know, we, we try to really gross. We try to gross people out as much as we can. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> We have a, you were just talking about missing items. There's, there's a scene that we do that's pretty well, actually really well known. And this was born from, I was like, I want to do something like in the arts, you know, arts, I use that term liberally, but I I wanted to do something where my goal was to make the audience sound like they're at the Super Bowl. I was like, I want people at a show that they pay, you know, ticketed, a ticketed theater show to be like, screaming like it's a sports event like what can i do what can I do? Oh, right, right. and there's a kid um in the show that's very much into like the food play and loves all that shit so i said to him i was like i think i have it i said like we'll we'll start off with this sexy scene where i'm kind of doming you and i make you take your pants off and your shirt off and this is all set to music we never speak in the show and uh and then like i i crack open a beer and i i pour it on his head and he's wearing tidy whities and then like I clap and like gesture off to the stage and three other guys come out and stand in front of us and they each are like holding an item. And so one guy had, it's two kind of boring things. I was, I was like, I want two boring things. And then something that's like, Ugh. so it was, I think chocolate sauce, honey. And then the third thing was a giant can of baked beans. <laughs> and so I hold my hands like over their heads and make the audience vote. It's like, you know, let me hear you. Let me hear you know, kind of uh-huh, thing. Uh-huh. Of course, of course, the fucking baked beans, you know, always yeah. bring the house down. But I have to fuck with the audience and be like, oh, no, 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 no. And then so I dump baked beans all over this kid. I pull his tidy whities forward and a big clump of them always go on his dick. And the audience is screaming and like going up. But, but the, the voting portion, like you've never heard anything like this in your life. Like my ears ring afterwards. So I, I got my wish, you know, because people... People are drunk at the show too, so they're like, bitch, bitch. Like people go, people, people go crazy. But the best thing is, so we've done this number. It's a surefire hit, and people go wild. And you know, the show has toured all over the place and stuff. And uh, this poor kid, one time, his 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 partner actually texted me, and he was like, "I found a big bean in his ear." That <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I was like, God, okay, good to know. This is something interesting, different different cities and how things play out. Like in San Francisco, anything goes. No one gives a fuck, you know? Like uh-huh. you want to come over here with your clown stuff on, walk down the street, like more power to you. No one's going to bat an eye. People just celebrate everything here. This is like, this is where Folsom Street happens. No one gives a fuck. Like bring it on. Um, so, you know, we when we tour the show, we want to bring a taste of San Francisco to other places. And the show has gone to Provincetown outside Boston a couple of times over the summer. It's a big summer resort destination. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did that baked beans number there. And people responded very differently. <laughs> that number. And we were even trying to sell it like, oh, it's Boston, Boston baked beans, you know. But uh, it's interesting. We did. We ran for a, a couple of weeks and the the like feedback that we got afterwards, people were sort of like, why, why? <laughs> like, why did you do that? And and we said to them afterwards, we're like, well, here we are talking about it. You know, it's like you, you might you might have honey in your bedroom, maybe. Like you might have chocolate. Are you ever going to use beans? Probably not. So the whole point is, you're in proximity to it. You're seeing this crazy, you know, kind of disgusting thing happen, and it's not happening to you. So who cares? And they were like, 
not having it. It was just very much like, no, that was gross. Like, you, why are you doing that? It, like, we, no one wants to see that. What? That's so, so of course, uh, we're these stubborn San Francisco faggots. So we were like, okay, okay. You know, so we were like, more beans, you know. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the whole thing. It's Bring like, on the beans! Yeah. And I think it was, you know, I think it was, um, uh, Coco Peru, who, who I've worked with a, a bunch of times, the lovely, oh, like, legendary dry queen. And I think, I think it was her that said this. She said, you know, with with anything really in life, she's like, if you're not hurting someone else, you know, and if you're not like, you know, in a way hurting yourself, that's going to be detrimental. She was like, who gives a fuck? You want to wear a diaper? Thank I you. don't care. You know, who cares? Yeah. The truth. Right. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, that's my whole like. It took me so long to feel that way about myself because, of course, it would be very different if, like, people were, you know, doing weird clown porn, like, the whole time and then I wouldn't have felt like, you know, I was a weirdo. So, you know, just not Mm. enough people are, like, showing everyone that it's okay to be a weird fucking self because guess what? First of all, you're not that weird. There is always someone weirder than you. And second of all, who fucking cares? If you're not hurting anyone, you're not hurting yourself, or it's, you know, even, you know, not illegal, whatever. Like, live your life. Because with this uh, conversation Draven and I had, we were saying, like, I think people really do just do this thing where they get to an age and they're like, well, this is just me now. I'm I'm just going to keep living this way and never do the thing that I want to do. And then they become resentful of the people who do because they're like oh that could have been me and it still can it's never too late like right, right. i mean that's the thing it's it's like <laughs> repression repression is nobody friends i think everybody everybody's a fucking weirdo everybody's got something you know and it's one of those oh, things yeah. where if you're if you're going to crush that and act like it doesn't exist it's only going to fight its way back out somehow and then you yes. it's the same thing it's it's resentfulness you know it's like you know it's I don't want to go too deep into it, but it's like, you know, Catholicism with these priests and stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're these gay men and then like, look how it manifests itself or these, yeah. Yeah. Um, or these politicians over here in America that are like pointing fingers. And it's like, Oh, the uh, pe- you know, pedophiles, this, that, that, like, like mm-hmm. pointing all these things out. And then it's just like, well, what's going on here? Like, why, why are we, why are we still talking about this? Why are you that obsessed that's with this? Like, so and it's, I think it's just because, it's what you're saying. It's like this bitterness that's manifesting because they can't live how they want to, you know? Yes, totally. Crazy enough. I, where I teach, I do, like I said, at this, um, where I actually do teach my class, the fitness class. And I do it at elders homes all over the place. And there's a guy that comes to my class who is the coolest dude. And he's 95, 96 now. And he said 30 years ago. So he, when he was in his sixties, you know, he went to Pro- Provincetown again, but he was there with his wife he said, and never had any sort of feelings or thought he was ignoring anything about being gay or anything like that. But said that he was in Provincetown with his wife walking down Commercial Street, the main strip. And he said he can still see it as clear as day. He saw these two men holding hands. This is 30 years ago. So this is what the, I'm stupid, the 90s. And he said uh, he saw these two men holding hands. And like it, he said, like this tidal wave hit him. And he was like, this is who I am. And he said, like, wow. he had to have a conversation. And he was married. How for however many years at that point, but he had to have, you know, this conversation. He did. He was able to. He was able to admit it to himself, and he had talked to his wife, and he said that she was like understanding and was sort of like, you can't spend all these years with someone and not know what that something's going on, you know. So he said they worked it out, and they ended up being friends. And I see this guy now. Yeah, and I I see this guy. uh, I I think that she might have passed by this point, but I see Mm -hmm. him 
once a week in this capacity of this like fun dance class that I do. And this motherfucker is the funniest, <laughs> coolest guy ever. And it's like, you think about what path that could have taken, you know, like if yeah. he had never, it, it, let's say like if they hadn't taken that trip or if they took a, you know, I mean, there's, a, there's, let's be real. There's a lot of gay dudes holding hands in Provincetown, but for whatever reason he saw that and that's what happened. Yeah. Thank God, you know, like it might've yeah. come late, but still he's, he's happy now. So that's what's, it's a happy yeah. ending. I mean, it also sounds as well, like he had a really good relationship with yes. his wife because how amazing that she also just wanted to be happy for him. And, and, and how often is it that straight people are having like frank, honest conversations with one another? I find that so crazy. I just had a, a friend uh, stay for the weekend and we were talking about this where, where like she was saying, yeah, it's so crazy. I've never even considered that I could have conversations with my partner as frank as the kind of conversations that like you have with your partner. And I just, I just think mm-hmm. it's so sad and the only reason we are able to is because we've had to fucking go through all of this and accept all these things about ourselves and be honest with ourselves and with each other about what we want and it's crazy to me that like they'll feel trapped in these relationships and they feel like well society says i better pair up before i'm 30 and oh i'm in a pair now and oh we're about 30 so i guess we're just gonna get married and stay together i don't know why they have a transatlantic accent but you know it's it's (laughs) the 20s for some reason um (laughs) but yeah like people just do that and then they're like well better have a baby yeah. Ugh. No, it's the truth. And, and and I feel like, you know, I'm sure to some extent that, you know, even as we sit here, you and I are like, yeah, you're like, you're a clown. Fuck it. Like, yeah, I smash people with pies, whatever. Like, let's do the. But th- there's still things that voice is still there for both of us, of course. Oh, you know what I mean? Sure. Things like that where it's like I should be this or that by now. And even like, you know, things that my, my, my family back home are aware of, like, they know that I do, they know about the fitness stuff. They know that I do this show and they know that I'm doing really well. And like, you know, and here I am in this fucking, I mean, you're in London, but still this crazy ass expensive city. And I'm able, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm afloat. like, I'm, I'm able to, to, I'm busting my ass, but I'm able to save. I think San Francisco is more expensive than London now. It's it, crazy out there. I, hell has officially fucking frozen over. I was in New York a couple of months ago and I I had the thought several times I was like oh this is so cheap like yeah and I was like what the fuck is going on because I grew up in Philadelphia like outside New York and I remember I remember in New York like however many years ago it was like you know it's just like unattainable and now I'm like yeah. wow I should move here and save money it's, it's insane oh. but um yeah I forget whatever whatever the point was but still yeah oh um New York eh whatever uh feel oh oh the, the um it was something to do with... Um, oh, my family, my family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I have like, you know, some aunts or whatever, people that are a little bit older and they're just like, so they're still like wondering when I'll be in a cubicle. Like that, you know, they're like, when are you gonna... Basically like, when will you grow up kind of stuff? And it's like, and I'm like, you know, I, and you know, I, I love them to death and stuff, but it's like, you, you did that and like, did it make you all that happy? Like, mm-hmm. you know, how, how did that work out for you? I don't, I don't want to, I, I, first off, I could never, like, I, could, I can't, I was corporate for many years, but I was a bartender. And even with that, it was like, uh, see, I would see different faces every day, but still I was like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. I was like, I, yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah, no, I've done that. Never again, never again. I even did, you know, I even did the acting thing. And even that it was like, I was repressing this massive side of me because I, I, I was just like, well, I guess this is what I want to do. This is my outlet for that. And when I was like, oh, wait, no, I actually really care about this other thing. And I actually want to like try and get to the point where I feel like I can be myself. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, I actually, I'm not trying hard at this thing because 
I don't care that much about it. Yeah. And the other thing is like this whole, the whole, the whole thing is the only one stopping people from doing that is themselves. Mm-hmm. Like that thing of um, people being resentful when they see other people, it's like who are living authentically. It's like you're, you feel like you can't, but you are the one who's making it so that you can't. And the only surefire way to make sure that these feelings never stop like being right at the forefront of your mind mm-hmm. is is doing that because they're not going to go away. This stuff doesn't go away, but you can right. learn to embrace it and be like, okay. And like everyone is a whole person and this is one part of you. Sure. You could, you know, make it like your entire life, <laughs> like, I, like, you know, but whatever yeah. it can be a bigger, as big or a smaller part of you as you want, but like, you can't just ignore it. Right. Right. No, it was, I, I just did um, a dance party for, for one of my ladies and it was her, it was her 100th birthday. And I said, Oh wow. Do you have any, awesome. I, was like, I know it was crazy. I know. Oh man, these ladies eat me alive. I love it. But I said, <laughs> so do you have any advice for us? You know, on your 100th birthday. And she said, she said, I see pictures of myself now um, when I was 90 and she's like, and I, and I think, look at me, I look great. And she was like, and when I was 90, I did that about when I was 80. Uh-huh. You know, when I was 80 and she was like, so my only advice to you was just to, she was like, say yes to more stuff and just enjoy the moment. She was like, cause it's all going to be, you know, it's just like, if you're lucky, all of a sudden it's your 100th birthday party and someone's asking you for advice. Wow. And I was like, okay, bitch. All right. I'm going to pie some faggots. Let's go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's, I, I want to know when kink came into it. Cause was, yeah. was pies like one of the f- first things? I remember, I think. You know what? I think one of the first like woodies that I ever got ever was seeing mud wrestling. So I remember, I Love remember the term seeing... Woody, by the way. Oh, of course, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I think I got I got a, a boner from mud wrestling when I was when I was younger. Something happened to be on TV, and there were like dudes and thongs mud wrestling, and it was like, what the fuck is this? So there was something about like that, just seeing the dudes like covered in mess, that like totally got me, um, and then. I just kind of knew from there on out. So I would like watch episodes of like, there's the American game show Double Dare. Are you familiar with that? Or no. So there's a big, actually, this is a huge thing. in like the mess, like wham, like gunge culture. There's a show called What Would You Do? Where it was like, um, people would, it was like human sundaes, human desserts, and like people swimming in chocolate and things like that. And if you, if you look that up, I'm sure a lot of the listeners too, or like people out there like know this show, What Would You Do? Um, and that was a thing that I would watch too. And it was this like kick that I would get out of like the mess and all of that, which is actually kind of interesting because I'm definitely a neat freak. Like, you know, <laughs> like even right now when you were talking about like if a piece of a pie gets stuck in the floorboard, I was like, oh God, like, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, something about that. So it was, so that sort of thing. And then I don't know. I mean, I guess it just naturally fell into the power relationship stuff and i think i think because of my stature i'm a big guy i'm six three i've always been built like a linebacker um so immediately it was just sort of a thing where people would be like will you like mm. pie me or you know cover me with this stuff or dump a bucket on my head or do this kind of thing and i was like fuck yeah whatever and then i was lucky enough with performing to have this outlet with the stage and stuff too so that's sort of like kind of what i'm getting a name for is like a lot of stuff if you go on like you know Twitter and things like that. It's uh, the reputation I have is the uh, public humiliation gunged guy. Mm-hmm. So I'm more than happy to do it. But yeah, it's cool. And I've actually gotten letters from people or like um, messages 
on social media stuff where people are like, is this you? And it's pictures of me like on stage and stuff, like smashing someone's face with a pie. And I'm like, yes, it is. That was nice. That's from 12 years ago. And someone's <laughs> like, I've been, I've been wondering who you are all this time. <laughs> it's like kind of wild. So yeah, it's like, uh, and I'm like, yes, that's me. That is me. So if you come to San Francisco, like, uh, we can make this happen. Bring, bring a tart, baby. Let's go. So fuck. Yeah. Come get pie yeah. in the face. I'm, yeah. So I don't know. I, my thing about pies, because very early on, I was kind of into it. And I think that was because one of the first people I saw doing clown stuff involved a lot of pies. Mm. And then I like went off it hard. And I think mm. it was realizing how messy it is. Yeah. And that kind of like a bit of clean freakness came in there. I, I, mm-hmm. I like to be dry and I, you know, all this kind of stuff. And now I'm kind of coming back background the other way yeah 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 i mean it's it's one of those things more and more yeah yeah and like you know my advice to you is just like let it happen or let it not happen you know but it is it's interesting like uh uh, there are people that are fucking diehard and here's another thing too i've noticed is that with this kink in particular people are picky oh my god oh yeah oh my god like i just i just did a fuck scene with this kid it was his first um it was his first like porno ever this kid but he he his root was i guess and uh like later i mean he had to have been he was a fully grown adult but he saw some like burlesque number where someone covered themselves with a birthday cake and he said it like totally turned them on so he had seen my show he lives in san francisco so i was like yeah let's do this so i just shot a fuck scene with him and he has these dietary restrictions things that he can't eat so he specifically was like, if this could be some sort of like, he's like, you know what? Let's do a lemon meringue pie. Let's do this. So I got him with this lemon meringue pie and then we fucked and had this great time or whatever. And then like, I, I got uh, comments after a few people like, that was so fucking hot. I loved it so much. And they were like, but can you do like this kind of pie next time? You know, <laughs> <laughs> which I love, you know, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. We're like, I'm, I'm happy can to you do a red velvet. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Funny enough, I have a I have a chocolate cream pie right over here. Someone, uh, I got a uh, request video like for for a verbal thing, which I love doing oh. these. So send me the request, boys. I love them, but it's a whole. Oh my thing. god! People yes. tell me like what they want me to say and like yes. you know, like say this that that, and then I'm like smash myself with it and like jerk a huge load. I was like, I am more than fucking happy to do this for you. So yeah, fuck yeah. yeah I've started doing those, and oh my god, it's so much fun. It's, it's so, so much fun. fun. It's cool. Well, Yo, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say the, the pie thing, like I love being corrupted. So I yeah. love when somebody's really into something and then I show a little bit of like maybe and then the more it turns them on, the more I get turned on. And then yeah. the more it's like, it's so easy to infect me with your kinks. Like right. make it funny and like I'll get off to it and then it'll become like, it was funny when you were saying Woody, I've now gotten into being a puppet and I did a whole thing where I was dressed up and this was great. I mean, I was stripped, dressed up as a leather cowboy. I had a cool. cord like around my neck that went down my back and it had to be pulled uh, for me to be allowed to talk. And I was walked around a club like that. And like, you know, just fucking love it. Had um, wrote his name on the bottom of my fur, all that kind of stuff. Like it was, <laughs> so it was very easy to like corrupt me. I want to do a porn actually where I have like lines drawn on all my joints and like I'm a, I'm a mannequin because that'd be fucking dope. Cool. Yeah. I just want to yeah. be a toy. I just want to be an yeah. action figure. Totally. And that's the thing too, with like with all this stuff, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Because like, A, no matter what you do, someone's going to fucking love it. Like someone will oh, love yeah. it. And, and there's so much 
uh, whatever. There's so much just straightforward, like this, that, like, I like the gonzo shit. Like, I like to see crazy, like, I love when it's like, you know, the pie, the this, the that, like, uh-huh. there's something that makes you stop and be like, what the fuck is this? Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I also started doing strip shows uh, recently, and I was like saying, I, I cannot not, it's got to be a production, because everybody else was taking their clothes off, and I was like, okay, but what if I was a clown? What if I was a dog, and then I took my hood off, and then there was another one underneath, and then there was two dogs, and you know turning it into this whole thing what if i had somebody like tie me up and carry me on stage and then rip my clothes off and i just i love the like silly crazy showmanship every time i've like bust through a limit of mine the way that i chose to do it was making it public making it like a big scene where everybody can laugh at me and there's an audience because then i get off on that and then i get off on the thing that i was afraid of and that i'm not and yeah 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 if, if, I mean, if, you, if you're gonna break through a wall go hard you know yeah like, fucking smash it, it. <laughs> yeah absolutely oh man we gotta get you to san francisco baby we'll, we'll have a good time you and me. fuck yeah oh. <laughs> it was a i think yeah what you're talking about like running with things or making it on your own like your own style there's there's a scene that we do in the show where somebody wakes up and it's like the the old coyote ugly thing where it's like there's we have somebody asleep facing away on their arm and they can't get up and there's mm-hmm. things all around the room. And the guy's actually a circus performer that does this. So it's amazing. And we have things like strategically all over the room. So he like picks things up with his toes and is getting dressed like while his arm is stuck. So it's like a reverse strip. So it starts with him naked, but it's him putting things on like with the, the one arm gone. It's like, so I'm the same way. It's sort of like, you know, if, you, if you get the assignment, it's like, Oh, it's a strip show. It's like, well, let's fuck with this a little bit. Like, that's yeah, from a, make it you know, memorable. Like, make it yeah. big. And like, I like the whole. You know, I, I think sex should be silly because sex should be fun. But also, this whole thing of discovering that I can kind of be into anything. Like, I can find my way to other people's kinks is so exciting. And mm-hmm. I love being like, what kind of crazy, weird theatrical thing can I do to? get myself to enjoy this other thing that like mm-hmm. somebody enjoys. I was like, yeah, absolutely. Here's a question. Have you been here for Folsom street fair yet? No. So I wanted to Ooh. last year and it just, there was stuff going on and it just worked out this way that I had to be in uh, San Francisco during Folsom Berlin and then immediately went to Berlin during Folsom San Francisco. And oh. I was like, I was in, I missed both because, but I was in both places, but I just, I couldn't make the timing work. So hopefully this year I will be. Yeah. Yeah. Please, please, please. I was like, uh, I can show your clown ass a very good time, baby. We'll have a good time. (laughs) Okay. Do you know what else? So I'm going to just do this. I have very, very long hair. Okay, cool. I have very, very long hair and it is time to shave me bald. Oh, I'm, I cannot recall who I gave first dibs to. So rather than trying to get like everybody on this side of the world who I gave dibs to, to like do a little bit of it, I Uh think if I can get to Folsom San Francisco, it would be fucking awesome to get tied down and shaved in front of a crowd. Yeah, absolutely. So I know uh, people are into that and, uh, but you know what, so Baloney happens, Baloney's like the, uh, I'm sorry, not Baloney. So Baloney happens at a club called Oasis, which is 11th and Folsom. So that's like the main, 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 Mm -hmm. um, cross street right there. And, uh, basically like we kind of like have rain over the place like that we were up on the rooftop and all this stuff but 
throughout the day, it's kind of nice, like you're up there and it's chill, but then you can go down into the madness and, and uh, make things happen. So I've done demos. We have a straight guy, like a straight married guy in our show that I make suck these huge cocks out in the street and stuff. So, um, <laughs> I mean, basically, like if, if you want a spectacle, baby, you, you've met your match. Come on down. Fuck yeah. Let's <laughs> yeah. do it. Yeah. Oh, fuck, now I have to go. <laughs> yeah, now you have to. Come on. <laughs> No, that would rule and like you know christopher weston or whoever like if you we we could uh we could make a we could make a, a good goddamn time out of that baby i got you fuck i'm yeah okay you're on you're on let's fucking do it <laughs> awesome i also hang on tell me about creamed because that sounds like my kind of party oh yeah yeah so creamed is so eros is a legacy business in san francisco it's been around forever it was previously in the Castro and it was a, I think I'm fairly certain it was like an old school uh, bathhouse and it recently moved to a different area. So because of that, because of the relocation and stuff, um, I partnered up with them to kind of get them on the map in the new location. So they hit me up and said, you know, what do you want to do? And I was like, let's have a fuck party. So basically what happens is, um, it's Wednesday nights. It's a, like a cheaper rate. So we pack them in and it's, I ask dudes in, in the city or, you know, visitors, tourists or whatever to save up loads, um, for as long as they can beforehand. So what is it? It's Sunday now. So fuck. Yeah. I get, fuck. I, I guess I, I can't come today. Um, so save it up for as many days as possible. And then you go to this sex club. It's really cool. It's like an old school, like there's glory holes, there's slings and like, you know, it's like, um, uh, what's it called? Like day glow paint and stuff. It's just like, it's, it's kind of like a time warp. It's just a cool space to be in. And, uh, yeah, so everybody goes and we just turn into beasts and like break the beds and stuff and pile on. And what I do is I, I book a guy every month, um, to stand on this, like the, the main event really is at 11 o'clock every night. It goes from 11 until 12. And um, at 11 every month, there's someone different that I book to stand on this elevated kind of balcony area. And then like at the stroke of 11, they've been up there like wanking their dick for a while. And then when 11 o'clock happens, we gather in a group beneath him and he just like soaks us all. So it's sort of like this, it's like this scene from uh, Mad Max with the water, except it's, you know, <laughs> except it's. It's all these dudes that have like come leaking out of their asses and their tongues out. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of crazy. It's like um, it's one of the most like primal. It's pretty wild because by that point, I mean everyone's been fucking all night and just like they're everyone's uh, what they're like. You know, I don't want to say guards are down. Just no one's like no one's putting on airs at that point whatsoever. Like everyone's been inside one another. So it's just wild to be like packed into this like little area, looking up and to have this rain down happen to you and guys are like licking it off each other's chests and stuff. It's really, it's, it's something to see. Like it, it is, it's some primal shit. It's really fun. And every time afterwards, I kind of like go to sleep that night and I'm like, I'm really proud of myself. There were guys like, you know, <laughs> As you should guys, be. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, like, it's basically, it's, it's kind of like being in a mosh pit. It's like being in a mosh pit, except, uh, everyone's fighting to get the rock stars jizz, you know, like it's great. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, I'm yeah, just man. thinking now. I'm imagining it like <laughs> like when they let the water down. Except now I'm combining it with baloney, where it's like beans <laughs> and just yeah. cover everyone with beans. You should do yeah. that one time, just to oh fuck with everyone. Yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, if, let's say this: if you ever make it, I'll do beans instead, and we'll see how that goes. Oh God! <laughs> Listen, it's pushing all of my boundaries, but then it's also like making it hot. So. Yeah, I've got a friend who's really into primal stuff, and he's like corrupting me, and it's making me very like maybe that is nice because he took me to kind of an event like that, and it really wasn't my vibe. It was just kind of like everybody jerking it, and I was like, okay, whatever. Right. Um, right. But I was there to model like for uh, another event, so I had like all the information written on my body, mm-hmm. and I kind of liked being a spectacle in that way, yeah. and then that was really fun, and then. Had some fun while I was there, but yeah, I could see myself possibly having more fun and something more primarily. Yeah, this is like, Mm. I tend to, uh, somebody recently said, um, this was in the capacity of like the dancing stuff that I do, because a lot of times I'm thrown into situations where like corporate things and stuff. So it's like CEOs and stuff, and I'm able to get them to dance and like, let go and have a lot of fun. And somebody recently said, they were like, you're very persuasive. Like you could, you have the type of kind of personality where you could, uh, what did they say they were like you could start a cult very easily oh. yeah and I, and I was like <laughs> and I was like as long as those guys shoving each other for a load I'll that, that could be my cult sure I'll get the <laughs> the tax write-offs why not you know th- this is my religion why right. not yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean is that where like do you think that's where the the coach persona comes from this like you've got this cult leader within. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe it was just the thing too, like, I was, that's, that's kind of where I was going with that, was that at that party, like, I will, I, I think I am, I am, this might be the bartender stuff too, I'm, I'm, I gotta say, I'm pretty good at reading people, so mm-hmm. I can get a feel for people, so I, I can sense when there's people who are there that are, that are shy, that are like mm-hmm. wallflowers, and they're just taking it in, and it's overwhelming, and that's totally cool, like, you're there, like, well, enjoy the show, baby. Um, but I can also sense, um, when people want to dip a toe or when people, you know, if, if they are against the wall and I'm like, no, this motherfucker is going to be shoving people for that load later. Like I can tell, but they need to the help. So like, I wear the whistle, like I, the whole coach thing is happening and I'm like, you get over here now. And like, there's sometimes even where, uh, yeah, like it will be, I'll be like you, you fuck. And they do. And they love it. You know, like, um, so that's where the coach thing comes out. I can kind of just sense where what people are wanting, but the the uh, the shyness is a wall, and I'm just like, okay, we only have a couple of hours. Let's go. You know, like here, let me let me slap some lube on your hole. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the idea of the coach that gets that very involved and is like, all right, here, open up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's the truth. Like even you know. At this uh, bachelor party that I did last night, it was a group of like 20 dudes, I think, and uh, 10 of them were all in and like, you know, tipping and kissing and all this stuff. And then there'd be other guys where I was like, yeah, and they, they would like, you know, j- d- daintily give me money. And I was like, oh, come on. Like, and then there were other people where I was like, okay, this is, you know, you, you are shy. We, we will not be kissing. I understand. I got it. You know, you have to be respectful of that stuff. But, I'm, but I am good at sensing the, the ones that are, the ones that are whores, but just need need me to pull them into the into the mud pit. <laughs> and that's all for part one. Coach and I had such a rapport, we ended up extending the recording into a two-parter. So stay tuned next week for part two of my conversation with Coach Beta.
Until then, be safe, be good, enjoy yourself, and join us next week as we go under the big top. guys, Barney here. I just want to take a quick moment to talk about the program that brings the big top to life, Zencaster. I use Zencaster for all my recordings, and since taking over the big top fully, I have actually tried other systems, but I ended up sticking with Zencaster. It's so easy to use. You don't have to download anything, just log in using your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. It records studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with guests, along with a full suite of professional tools that let you produce and publish all from one dashboard. Being a creator has genuinely never been easier. And I love that I can send a simple link to my guests and we can record over a video call wherever they are in the world. Also, if you're like me and cannot stand the sound of your voice, Zencaster's built-in post-production process makes such a difference. It automatically removes ums and ahs, awkward pauses, reduces background noise, and makes me sound so much better. Plus, the hobbyist and Creator Plus accounts are always free to use, and their professional accounts are free to try for 14 days, no credit card required. Go to Zencaster.com forward slash pricing and use my code BIGTOP, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experience as I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story.